Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Hey, thank you very much, Sean. Welcome to the Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. Attention! Colonel Kurtz, George Kurtz, joins me on the show. Another beautiful day we have here, George. And uh, I'll tell you something. If the Baltimore Orioles win 59 more games, we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, hey, they're, they're on pace for 81 wins, so uh, it's going to be a banner season in Baltimore. Uh yeah, uh, well, listen, the Yankees weren't going to go 19-0 and against them, so I guess it's good to get that loss out of the way right away. A lesson in gambling. That's why, as we mentioned off the top of the show, we don't take those 350-plus type favorites unless you're going to do like a super parlay. It's just it's a recipe for disaster, George. I'm not sure if I, I told you the story before. I used to work with this guy, and uh, I guess his parents had a lot of money because I don't know where he got the money to gamble, but it was a long time ago when, when they were the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, right, and the Yankees were playing them in a series, and he's like, oh, easy money, easy money. A quick way to make a few grand over the weekend, right? So the Yankees were like minus 380. Guy puts a couple thousand dollars on uh, the, the Yankees at that price, loses. He's already out like over five dimes. You know, he's out $5,000. Next day at work, guy comes in, oh, there's no way the Yankees could lose to the Tampa Bay Devil Rays again. Boom, same type of thing. The Devil Rays win an extra innings at like minus 330. Guy's out like 12 grand. Uh, oh, the Devil Rays, they cannot sweep the, the Yankees. It's impossible. Oh, yeah. Boom. Three-game sweep. The guy's out over like 20 grand and uh, yeah, in three days, that just betting like that's the thing. If you're a hardcore gambler uh, and you bet those kind of units, and you take favorites. You could be um, swimming with the fishes if if you do stuff like that. Baseball's different than all other sports. Maybe, uh, yeah. The comparison yesterday: the worst baseball team is going to lose about a hundred games. Yep. And in football, that's the equivalent of six and ten. Great there point. are no two and fourteen point. baseball teams. There's no three and thirteen baseball teams. Even the bad teams will win about you know one of every three games, one of every three and a half games. It's it's hard to sweep a team. And it generally is. So you got to be very careful here. I, I agree with you one hundred percent. You can't just keep taking favorites. You're going to eat it. Oh, yeah, big time. No, even in, like, hockey last night, I'm telling you, George, don't worry, the Leafs revenge, but they lose again. Like, it's just, I've just been saying this week, if you're, like, a, a straight dog player and you're betting, like, and, you, and you're really finding your spots, you can make tons and tons and tons of bread this week. And I know it takes a lot of discipline to do that. It doesn't look good on paper. You're seeing, like, Baltimore, Ottawa Senators, Chicago Blackhawks against San Jose. They don't look good, George, but I'm telling you, man, it's nuts. Like, i just been looking at my sheet over the week, how many dogs have come in, and I'm not talking, like, plus one. 120 dogs i'm talking three to four four to one dogs in games which is nuts you win four bets with one in one bet it's just hard to get the balls to pull the trigger on stuff like that 
That's the problem. It doesn't it's, look good. It doesn't look pretty. What, it's one of the reasons for me, Cam, why over the past couple of weeks, maybe to a month, I've been betting more over-unders. I've had Smart. much more success with the over-unders than I have picking games. Uh, and I think it's because I think you said it yesterday uh, I think in regards to Boston. So many of these teams, because of how the NHL is doing their playoff system, uh, we know who's playing who. We know Boston's playing to Toronto first round. Neither team has anything to play for. We even know where it's going to be. Boston has the home, home ice advantage. Yep. Islanders are playing Pittsburgh. You know, Pittsburgh has little to play for. Other than they're trying to, those two teams are only trying to decide home ice advantage there. Tampa hasn't anything to, hasn't had anything to play for since November. You know, it seems like they've had everything wrapped up now. So, uh, you know, it's, just, it's, it's a strange hockey season as far as that's concerned, where so much stuff is wrapped up. And it's, it's human nature. If you, ha- if you don't have anything to play for, you sort of lose that extra edge, that extra adrenaline. You know you're going through the motions here. Oh, it's got to get through this last week now so we get ready to play in the first round of the playoffs. That's when the play will start to pick up again. Yeah, excellent point. Yeah, George, we'll go through uh, all the boards tonight. Love the fact that we got baseball now on the betting board for our weekend fantasy updates. Hockey's winding down. Basketball's winding down. And, George, I was just telling uh, our boy, uh, uh, Sean, uh, the prince, uh, off air, um, the basketball, two of the four teams have uh, punched their way to the final four, uh, Virginia and Texas Tech last night. We got a couple more games tonight. George, I'm in a pool with 200, I think 292 teams. I'm in fourth place right now. The winning team gets 10 grand. Like, I'm starting, it's getting really, interesting right now like my buddy just called me before the show he goes if texas tech wins another game like we got to hedge like we got to put a couple grand uh, somewhere it's, it's very very exciting times right now like i'm going to vegas uh, in a week and uh, yeah, i'm breathing heavy i'm thinking man i can win ten thousand dollars that would be real sweet well as always best of luck to you and so who are you rooting for tonight Oh, uh, yeah. For tonight, for our pool, what we need tonight. So the first game that goes off is Auburn and Kentucky. That is nothing. Nobody in the pool like remaining that could catch us has any of those teams. But uh, we need the dog. We need Michigan State uh, there, George. We need Michigan State. A lot of people have Duke winning the pool. They were the favorites uh, heading into the tournament at about, uh, you know, plus 325, 350. And they're two-point favorites against Michigan State. We need Michigan State to knock out the Duke people. And then we will have three of the four final teams in the final in the final four, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> Actually, we have we have. 10 Texas Tech are a three seed. They're in the finals. We got Virginia very lucky to beat Purdue in overtime last night, and we're looking at Michigan State. And they're only a two-point dog, George. It's very, very possible. It's not like they're, you know, 12, 14-point underdogs. Two points is almost a pick them. All right, so go Cam Goats. Go, go me, yeah. Out, uh, <laughs> that would be great. Damn right. <laughs> Yeah, my Hopefully. buddy called me today. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm just doing a show with uh, Kurtz in like two. He's like, we got to talk about this basketball pool real quick. Like, he was fired up. Uh, he's like, he probably into his six cappuccino, but he's jacked up, ready to go. And uh, yes, it is actually March Madness for me right now. I was telling Sean. And uh, be great. Even if we don't win, like finishing in the top five, even like getting like, you know, splitting 1600 bucks, like $800. Like, the way I look at winning, like you win anything over like a few hundred bucks, it's really nice. You know what I mean? We go for dinner with the girlfriend, uh, help things out, you know, do do some uh, wholesale shopping at the at the Costco, all those type of things. Like, just fill the cart. Hey, money's money, man. I'll take a couple hundred bucks. I had Home Depot last night, spent a couple hundred bucks. So, yeah. uh, money, 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 money. Yeah, how'd the leaf blowing go? You get it done? I got it done. I did exactly what I said I was going to do. I did it after the Yankee game. Although, I have to admit, I didn't watch the ninth inning of the Yankees. I was pissed off at how poorly yeah. they played and got it done before the Islander game. Islanders played much better. Uh, Islanders played great. And, last oh, night. congratulations. Yeah, I was going to say that, George. Congratulations are in order, everybody. The New York Hockey Islanders going to the playoffs for the first time in a few years, George. That's got to feel great. A great job. Congratulations to the franchise. Barry Trotz and everybody. Awesome job uh, this year by Barry Trotz. BT did a great job. And, 
when you look at that roster, you're not even thinking close to a playoff team, and uh, they get it done. Kudos to the Islanders. What a season. Yeah, season uh, unexpected after Tavares left. You wouldn't have thought they were a playoff team. Trotz and Lamarillo have done a fantastic job. Listen, it's amazing what can happen when you hire a real coach and you have a real organization going on here. It's a coach does mean something, folks. It does. That's that's the uh, thing, George. And I, I mean, you know, hockey, and we'll, we'll, I want to talk to you about a lot of other stuff today. Crazy uh, Dave, lots of betting betting on the board. But that's what I want to talk to you about. Is actually think, thinking about that. I wrote it on my paper. I want to talk to you. I used to play. I played hockey. You ref hockey. It's one of those things. I used to think hockey coaches, pff, you know, me, 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 you and a drunk monkey can coach a team. You know what I mean? I used to think that, oh, same drills. Like I've seen had many different coaches, same things we run in practice. But Barry Trotz is kind of, you know, he, he he's uh, debunked the myth, sort of say. Like you watch that because with a bad coach, that team's a last place team. They've gone from one of the worst defensive teams to one of the best defensive teams. That's hard to do. I know the goal, the, the goal scoring, whatever, he got it done. It, it, it's the bottom line. So maybe it does matter. I used to think hockey was the one sport. You didn't need a coach. Like football, obviously. Basketball, a little bit more. I was thinking hockey out of the big four. You don't, you, you don't need a coach. It's the same crap. You know the drills. You know what to back check. You know what to do from your, like, a, a squirt. But he did a great job, and he proved me wrong. wrong. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe it's with the Islanders, the fact that they had, they had a bad coach. Maybe you don't need a good one. You just can't have a bad yeah. one. <laughs> no, Doug Wayne. You know, yeah. that, that could be it, too. Great. Good player. You know, good player. But, <laughs> not a good coach. Not a good coach. Not a good coach, yeah. <laughs> and then we all know Garth Snow as the general manager oh, was a God. freaking joke. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah. so it, it's, it's, as an fan, that's already a win that you, once you fired those guys and you moved on to real people here. And we'll see how the team builds out from there. They're not, listen, they're not a Stanley Cup threat. Odds are they're one and done in the first round. I know it'd be very tough for them to, uh, to beat Pittsburgh, but to make the playoffs was certainly an accomplishment. So uh, good for them. Yeah, you know, played the Buffalo Sabres last night, and the Buffalo Sabres really played the part of the Washington Generals very well because they didn't show up to play at all. They didn't care. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. That's another team. Like even their game, like they lose to Detroit at home. You think they give it to their fans? It's just shocking to me. Like you look at their forwards. I'm like Reinhardt's good. Eichel's one of the best players in the league. It's just their back end and goaltending is it's deplorable. Like it's not NHL worthy. It's I've watched I watch a lot of Sabres games. It's it's pathetic, and they really need, they really need to do something there. George, uh, uh, we'll go through the baseball stuff every day. There seems to be an injury, and I know uh, you're Mister Fantasy Baseball in some very very big leagues, high stake leagues, all sorts of different types of leagues. And uh, important when I looked uh, at the games last night, I was out with my parents and watching college basketball more with the NCAA, but flicking around in baseball. And uh, you, Darvish, we talked about him yesterday. We didn't really get into detail. We talked about the strikeouts, but if you're a you Darvish owner, um, that's concerning. You have seven walks in a game. He had his earliest hook in his career. Um, absolutely brutal. No no control. And we talked about this. I, I was basically saying, like, this guy's pretty well, very close to being done. And now you have to be very, very, very concerned if you're an owner of this guy. Uh, it seems like uh, the glory days are totally gone. It's one start. We don't want to press the panic button totally, George. But let's just say I'm reaching over. I'm almost hitting the panic button. Big concerns, buddy. Well, you said it. Uh, so we, we wanted to watch Darvish anyway. First thought of the TJ, see how he looked here. Yeah. And it uh, didn't go well. And I think out of all the stats, and there are a lot of bad stats here, the one I look at, my God, seven walks. Yep. That's not good. Now, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, though. If you want to, uh, if you're looking for, uh, I guess, lining? to protect him somewhat. A sil- <laughs> it's not really a silver lining, but uh, if you're looking to protect him somewhat in this game, is that there were a lot of walks last night in that game. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe, 
I'm not saying definitely, but maybe they were being squeezed. There were 19 walks in the game. Yeah, 19. That's, yeah, that's, that's a problem. That <laughs> that smells to me. Now, I watched the game. I, I did watch it, but I wasn't paying it. You know, it wasn't my main focus. I was watching, obviously, some hockey, other baseball games. And my, my wife and I watched The Highwayman, the, the Bonnie and Clyde thing on Netflix. How was that? So I watched it. That was okay. I mean, I'm a Kevin Costner guy. I like uh, I like Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson. I thought it was good. And I'm not a Woody Harrelson guy, but I thought he was good in it as well. So it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. Not a lot of action. You have to really like uh, like movies with banter. And I like the banter between Costner and uh, and Harrelson. I thought it was I thought it was a solid movie. My wife uh, will tell you she slept through about a third of it. <laughs> yeah, you know, kept going nodding in and out. It wasn't like we watched this at three o'clock in the morning. We started watching this at about ten o'clock. You know, but she was she was in and out. But I thought I thought it was okay. But as for Darvish is concerned. Uh, I don't know. What I'm saying is I don't know if the umpire was squeezing all the pitchers. Is it uh, Darvish sounds seven that way. walks here? It sounds that way. If you're, if, if it's not, it sounds like he did. It's Darvish obviously had a problem, but if you're if you're getting that many walks, I have to believe. Let, let's just say he's at fault, but the, the umpire obviously like bringing the the robots and Quest Tech because this guy okay. obviously had a very very tight zone. He wasn't. He certainly wasn't giving Darvish the uh, the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, if it was close, it was a ball. So uh, as you as you said, though, I, I think you put it perfectly. It's an, an analogy I would use. I'm reaching over, but not quite hitting the panic button yet. I'll give him another start or two. But uh, listen, the Rangers. I understand they can hit some the ballpark. The ball flies out of that, but that's still an ugly line here. Two and two thirds innings, only two hits, but for seven walks, uh, three earned runs through seventy five pitches and two plus innings. Yikes. Yeah, yikes is right. Uh, so I guess George, because you like I'm 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 in one fantasy baseball league and you're in many many many. What do you? I guess what do you do? I'm I'm the average guy. You know what I mean? Not like like hard, or like in in the league thinking. Okay, I'm a Darvish owner. What do you do? How long do you let this go? Or how do you monitor the situation? I, I I'm thinking, buddy. Like it's because if he does puts two or three of these performances together, then then it it is probably time to hit the panic button. Well, I think Darvish right now, uh, I won't be. St- I don't know who the Cubs play next in his next start, but assuming it's a decent hitting team, if it's the Giants, I might feel differently. Yeah. Uh, Marlins, I might feel differently. But assuming it's an average, a good hitting uh, team, he sits. I need to see now a good start. I might need to see two, but I certainly need to see at least one. You know, Major League Baseball average start from him before I put him back in my lineup after yesterday. Uh, so he's a, a wait and see guy. I'm not dropping him. I'm not releasing him. If I'm an 18 league, fine. Uh, you know, but 12 team, team, 15 league, team, league. He still stays on my team, but he's on the bench right now. Maybe, uh, maybe we could pick up a Russell Martin pitcher on the waiver wire instead of Darvish. <laughs> he had a perfect inning. Go ahead, George. It's like mo- mowing guys uh, down at the end of the day, day with the. What did the Dodgers score? 18. So I just scored 18. Oh I mean, uh, what was it? I think Tom Murphy. Didn't Tom Murphy pitch two innings in that game? Yeah, yeah. The, the, I the, Dodgers, believe, uh, yeah. the Dodgers relievers, other than the pitchers, strong. <laughs> I mean, oh God, that's it's game three. I don't, I don't know if we should be still having pitchers pitch, uh, non-pitchers <laughs> pitch already. But uh, well, that's how worried they are. I guess that's how worried you are over a long season about any arm, like even like a, a depth guy in the bullpen. You know what I mean? Like the guy, you're you're even scared to put in like your innings muncher in there. Like you're up 13 runs. It's like a throw 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 at the old uh, two three inning guy. You know what I mean? I will send him back to AAA type of thing. Like they're worried about that. They're saying, yeah, you said it. The position players, it's a little bit extreme. Hey, right. Game three. Anyway, Murphy <laughs> threw two innings last night and gave seven runs. I mean, you're, you're skewing us some stats yeah. here, too. I mean, that, that's, that's actually a, a good joke. Point. Good point. I, mean, <laughs> if, I have no problem with position, uh, position players pitching, but really, you needed somebody in game three? Really? Already? 
so I, I get it. You want to save your relievers for innings that matter. You don't want to. You don't want to dust a reliever last night, and now we can't pitch today. Maybe we can't pitch tomorrow. I sort of get it here, but it, it does skew with some numbers when you see this guy. I mean, Murphy Pearson got shellacked. Seven runs, eight hits, uh, three walks, and he pitched two innings, gave two home runs. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm a big uh, a big fan of that either. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's early. I, I'm with you. Like, there's, there's, there's got to be like a legitimate pitcher, like somebody you could throw out there and just, you know, for some mop up duty there. You don't need to get the players involved. But uh, anyway, that's what the, that, that's the game has changed a lot, George. We know it. You watch it. These guys we're sending in uh, starters aren't starting, uh, starting by the bullpen. Uh, baseball is a very different game right now. But one thing after seeing that game with the Cubs last night, uh, we need these robots and uh, computers a hell of a lot more than these umpires with some uh, shady strike zones. And we talk about that all the time i'm sick and tired of this crap high zone low zone big zone small zone it's a bunch of crap it should be all the same but anyway that's baseball i'm cam stewart he's george kurtz we're gonna go through some other baseball injuries the betting board ncaa hockey and a whole lot more weekend fantasy update back after a short break from the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Thank you very much, Sean. Welcome back to the show. I'm Cam Stewart along with Colonel Kurtz. He's in Long Island. I'm in Toronto. Sean Manning the Fort in Manhattan. we got a busy uh, day, busy show today. we got a lot of sports on the go, and we're happy baseball's back. It makes our betting card a little bit bigger and fun. Got a couple updates on, in baseball yesterday, too, and we're going over some injuries. Uh, hey, George, we talked yesterday, too, about uh, Kniebel, and uh, Hader uh, was basically throwing uh, grenades and missiles last night. Smoke, smoke, smoke. Like, uh, basically, uh, we still have a fire there. He, he's burning up uh, cowhide. Uh, that, guy, that guy is just electrifying. Like, just bang, bang, bang. Uh, I know we talked about him being the setup guy instead of the closer, but man, that guy, that guy just throws smoke. Hated nine pitches last night. Eight went untouched. I know. Okay. Like, yeah, good luck. They, they, just, they fouled mew, off one. Mew. Yeah, I know. Imagine right. that guy. They, they fouled off one. George, I'm going to tell you something. If I went to into a batting cage with that guy throwing instead of a machine, I think I like shit myself. There's a lot of guys I might do that to, uh, <laughs> as far as that's concerned. Man. I'm sorry, just the facts. <laughs> just the facts. Could you imagine ever going into a cage against like Mitch Williams? Oh, you yeah. know, oh, the yeah. wild, wild thing. thing. For, oh, yeah. Good call. No man. way in hell. No. no, Or lefty against Randy Johnson? Uh, that, that's not happening either. No, 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 no. I value my life much more much more than that. Uh, but, but Hater, uh, listen, he, he, he's dynamic. He's the best reliever on the Brewers. He was before Knievel got hurt. You know, there's no doubt about that. But they do like him as more of a four-out, five-out guy. You know, because they, they understand, hey, their starting staff, not that good. You know, Jacine, Woodruff, uh, Peralta, it's just not that good. They're going to have some issues in there. So they, if they can get, get their starting set to go five and two-thirds or sixth innings and get somebody to get them through the sixth, and then Hayter can do part of the seventh and all of the eighth, it, it fits their bullpen better. 
You know, losing, losing Knievel and Jeffers, for that matter, is a blow to this team right now. Hayter is by far their best reliever. He might be the oh, best reliever sure. in the National League. I, I kind you of know, agree he, with He you. is that good. Is there a way, though, but, uh, George, he, without him being – like, I'm just saying, like, you're the manager, right? You're counsel on the team. You're thinking, okay, well, can't we just bring him in? We, obviously, we need that electrifying arm. We're going to need the in the playoffs. Is there times he could just come in and then just have some other guys, like maybe kind of closer by committee, but you bring him in when you you just – like, that's the thing. He can get the, get you those outs real quick because his stuff's almost – it's almost unhittable. Like, is there a formula we could look at and say, you know what, we can do this? Because I don't try – other th- times, I'll tell you, like, Jeremy Jeffers had a good – he had a good year, but – to know this guy with the Blue Jays like I don't think he's as good as everyone thinks he is he kind of he's on the uptick of his career but I've also seen him pitch poorly like Hader is so much better than everybody else and, and and such an asset there is there is there a formula that they can come up with and say we can still have this guy but save his arm there's two guys to look at uh, or two scenarios to look at as far as Hader is concerned one is the one you and I have talked about many times Craig Kimbrell. Kimbrell, yep. Yeah, his his leverage just went up because as soon as Knievel went out for the year, all of a sudden uh, Kimbrell's like, well, hey, now you need a closer. Hey, I'm available. Cha-ching! You know, like maybe he could save some face here trying to get uh, recoup some of that salary he lost when he uh, asked for the rid- ridiculous six years, $100 million, which is what he originally wanted, which was never going to happen. So Kimbrell would make a lot of sense there now. Good competing team. He would lengthen the bullpen again. Where you could uh, put Hayter where you like him. Kimbrell is your closer. Blah, blah. The question is, do you believe in Kimbrell? Obviously, he's had some issues. Uh, last year, wasn't very good for about three quarters of the season. Then started to lose the strike zone, especially in the playoffs. Chris Sale really had to save their bacon in there. So that's one scenario. And number two is what you already mentioned. They could just do uh, Jeffers. You know, Jeffers is the closer there. Hayter's that seventh and eighth inning guy. And, you know, remember, I don't trust Jeffers Jessica's as a guy. closer. Do you, do you, uh, you, you, you know a hell of a lot, George. You tr- do you trust this guy? Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I, we've seen Jeffers is good. He's a good pitcher. I'm just saying, though, like, there's a reason he hasn't stuck around with, with certain teams. Like, he is one of those guys. He's still young, but he's just one of those. He makes me a little bit nervous. Let's put it that way. Like, there's certain guys when you trot out there, you're almost thinking, okay, this is automatic. With Jeffers, not so much. The thing is with Jeffers, you're looking at it close to the way it shouldn't be looked at. Not every game that needs to be saved is a one-run game, but oh my God. Yeah. There are a lot of saves that are two runs, three runs, but he'll be just fine. Exactly. You know, a lot of the games are saved in the seventh inning. That's where the game's on the line, or the eighth inning. That's where the game's on the line here, not the ninth inning. I mean, baseball is all screwed up the way we, we run the save thing because we pay these guys to pitch the ninth inning no matter what the situation is, as long as it's a save situation, three runs in an inning. Really? I mean, a lot of times the game was on the line in the sixth inning, the seventh inning. That's really where the best reliever should come out. I mean, Rich Godson, I know he's the get-off-my-lawn type of guy, but he's right. The way they did it back then was the right way to do it. You sent your best reliever in when the inning mattered, when you needed to win the game. I agree with that, too. That that save doesn't matter. Well, that's the thing. Saves are just coming in. You know, George, it's the fantasy world, the, the the world we live in with statistics. Really, when you talk about wins and losses, W's and L's, like, yeah, the save, like, big deals. Like, I've seen guys come in there. Yeah, you got a few run lead. The guy shits the bed. He squeaks out a win. Like, is, is that really like a save to me? You're right. You're right. Like, you, I break it down as more, you know, you're in the seventh inning. We're in a tight game. It's very, very important to, to, to seal it there. I, you're right. You're absolutely right. Baseball's nine innings. Games are won and lost in the seventh a hell of a lot more than the ninth. And I'll, t- I'll tell you one other thing here. The longer that 
Hater goes as the closer, and he'll be successful. He'll be very successful. Oh yes. You know, the more it's, the more it'll be hard to re- uh, to remove him. Why? Because I guarantee you, his agent, who I don't know who it is, but his agent will be on the phone. Hey, he's the closer. That's it. We want him to stay there. That's where his value is. That's where he's going. Where he wants to be. That's where he'll be. He's happiest. All this sort of stuff. And so it may all be bunk and lies. But the reason the agent's saying it is pure and simple. Who gets paid? The closer gets paid. Saves get paid. Holds don't get paid. All right, so you know the agent's on the phone. That's all right. That's, that's, he's the ninth inning guy. You got no Knebel here. He's the ninth inning guy. Let's go. Keep him in there. Find someone else for the seventh and eighth. I can guarantee this phone call is already happening here. And the only way to save that would be to sign Kimbrell because then you got a Hall of Fame guy. Then the agent really can't say that. Even though Hayden's better than him, still you got a Hall of Fame guy. So you could sort of, uh, you could, you could fight that. But uh, another way will be, you know, if they go away from Hayden and Jeffress is the closer and he blows a, blows, he blows a save or two, you know, everybody in their mother will be calling for Hayden again as for well. For sure. Blows us. Man, it's, that's, yeah, it's a new stat on. for you. Blows us. And that's the thing. I you know what? I didn't even really thought about that from the agent perspective. That's what it is. That's how contracts are made. That's how money. That's how money is made. You know, the, the agent just sits back there smoking a cigar. He's got a cognac going. Look at my guy. Save, 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 save. You know. Oh, okay. It's right there. That's the thing. You said it. Holds. They're not sexy. Saves are sexy. Saves get you money when when you're dealing with your agent. And that's the thing. Like, yeah. And, and the, the Brewers, they don't want to be. Hey, you got to be forking it out already. It's just like, uh, yeah, hater. How, how many briefcases do you want? Uh, diamond encrusted. Like, that's that's the thing, right? He, this this guy's agent will be salivating uh, if he becomes the closer. He's just gonna make tons and tons and tons more money. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying it's the right way to wait. I, I don't think it is, but. It's what's going to happen. I, I can already, I can already guarantee you, this calls. Hell, the call was made during the off season to make hate of the closer, because that's what, that's just what gets paid. Yeah. What about? Uh, I got, I got to be honest too. Just sticking with the Brewers before we get into other teams and other stuff. Take a look at the board there. Uh, got to love Christian Yelich. You know, the, becomes the first uh, MVP to Homer in the first uh, three games there. George, he looks fantastic. Also, a nice. Uh, great defensive plays in that game too and you got to love this guy home run home run home run every game he's got a home run so far we knew he was good he just keeps on getting better like you, you gotta really 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 love this guy's game and uh tell you a hell of a lot of thing i wish i had him on my fantasy roster yeah he's proven himself to be the real deal that uh, last year was just a fluke it was just a thank you for getting me the hell out of miami uh he is uh, that kind of ball player uh you, you, it makes you wonder cam is this going to go down as one of the worst trades in baseball history I mean, they gave him away, and maybe Britson turns out to be something. But it still doesn't look Nothing. like he's going to be that kind of player right now. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. You're, you're not only like a horrible team, the Marlins, but like, yeah, you're, you're giving you're giving Milwaukee like one of the like, yeah, the best, still young, the best player, MB, like MVP, and and getting better all the time. Yeah, like you're involved in that trade, like you, you got bags over your head. You feel like an absolute stooge for pulling the strings on that deal. And you should. You should feel like an absolute stooge because you, you didn't. It doesn't look like you got enough back, and now all of a sudden this guy's great. Uh, I mean, this this one hurts. At least with Stanton, you, you understood Stanton. You got you saved all that money. I get that, man. Yell at you. The money wasn't a problem. Not 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 yet anyway. And all of a sudden he's turning out to be a uh, not a good ball player, a great ball player. 
Yeah, exactly. But uh, what do you think, George? This um, injury uh, to there's in, injury to to Colorado with Murphy. Uh, we don't know. I think it was a finger. Um, just from a from a fantasy uh, perspective, there we don't know about those things. They could be a lot worse. He doesn't think it's going to be too bad, but who knows? I guess McMahon can step in there before Desmond's played a little bit of first base, but still, still not good news when you're when you're thinking about fingers and bones and things like that. That's uh, not good for business uh, when when guys can basically throw heat at you and hurt your finger, bones, and everything even more. It's uh, not not a good sign because these things, these small injuries, can turn into big injuries quickly. Absolutely. I assume he's out for a month. We won't see him again until May. Uh, he, he doesn't think it'll be long, but you mentioned it. He's going to need, I think it needs to heal, and it needs to be healed where he could swing the bat and get jammed and have that, not have that finger rattle and be in pain. So I think it'll be uh, three weeks to a month before you see him again. First thing I think Cam is like, all right, this settles things. McMahon will play first base. Hampson plays second base. We'll have some yeah. more definition in our Colorado Rockies lineup. But no, the lineup today. McMahon still playing second base, no Hampson, and they have Tapia playing left field, no Desmond, and Mark Reynolds playing first base. Now, once again, I don't want to overreact to one game. The Marlins are all throwing Sandy Alcantara out there today. Alcantara throws hard, yeah. so this may be a case where you don't want the right-handers in there. Yeah, well, that's why. That's, this is why Desmond has the day off. I'm, I'm almost positive. Uh, why is this puts Mark Reynolds in there? I don't know, but uh, I think that's what's going on here. So I don't want to overreact to one game. But when I saw this, I'm like, really? This doesn't get McMahon at first base and Hampson at second? Really? Yeah, it's it's weird, George, because like, you know, and we and we've talked about this before. Yesterday, it wasn't like we didn't go into total detail, but kind of like what you're you're telling me and what I'm thinking is, I think sometimes these managers, it's just one of those things. It's a baseball game. You got a lot of time on your hands. You think, you overthink. Yeah, you, you, like every time I've come up with a scenario, you've given me a a, a realistic scenario of what should be. But these guys just love to they love to tinker. It's kind of like that toy you have, that new toy, right? Your kid plays with it for a while, okay, yeah, and then all, all of a sudden, boom, the thing breaks. But it's just these guys or they got their hands all over things. They like to overthink, thinking these decisions are really important. And uh, sometimes uh, a lot of these managers, they, they want to be the smartest guy in the room. And they just get, instead of just doing the thing that makes sense, they do the complicated thing. And people are just questioning it, going, really? Does it have to be that way? But it happens a lot. Yes, yeah, I don't want to overreact to one game. This could just be a, a reaction to, to Alcantara and how hard he throws. But uh, this, if we see the same sort of lineup, I think Desmond will be, be in. But if uh, McMahon is still playing second base and uh, Hampson's out again, I would be very concerned. Are we going back to the Yankees today, uh, George, at minus 315? <laughs> I didn't bet him. No, I'm just saying I'm looking at the line like there's no way. I told you the story off the top. I'm just thinking about should I put the Yankees in some parlays? With, yeah, you just with said this, and now you're going to be honest to bet it now. <laughs> there's yeah. no way they can lose two to Baltimore back-to-back, right? There's no way that can happen. I will say uh, this, as for though, the Yankees, when my buddy lost those bets, the Rays, were, the, the Rays were bad, but they weren't as bad as this Baltimore team. I can't believe Baltimore even got a win versus the Yankees yesterday. I didn't think they were going to get their win to like their like eighth game or something. But, you know, it is what you said in baseball. Shitty teams win 60. That's just kind of the way it goes. Yeah, the Yankees looked like yesterday they thought they could just throw their gloves out on the field and win the game. That offense yeah. just uh, – they had bases loaded, one out in the first inning, Andujar bounced into a double play, and that looked like it oh, – all the wind went out of the sails. And it, just, it just went – all went bye-bye there. Now, currently at Yankee Stadium, it's pouring at Yankee Stadium right now. Is it really? But everything I hear about – yeah, it is. It's supposed to rain today. But everything I hear about this game, and the one in D.C., by the way, is that – Worst case scenario is a delay to start the game. 
but they will play today. That the rain is not long term, and they will get the game in here. That's what the uh, what the forecasts are. So if you hear about rain at Yankee Stadium, like I said, it's pouring at the stadium right now. It's been reported by several uh, several of the Yankees beat writers. And if it rains in D.C., uh, I wouldn't panic. It won't change much for me as far as uh, betting or DFS uh, as the games are expected to get in. And the rain delay is expected before the game starts, not during the game, which is good news for DFS because I always get concerned in DFS. You know, you start, your starting pitcher only goes two winnings and the rain gets uh, goes in and uh, the, game, the game gets played, but your starting pitcher doesn't, doesn't come back out. That always concerns me, but that's oh, yeah. not expected to be the case in D.C. or New York today. What do you think about um, just from a DFS uh, FanDuel DraftKings option, especially after the loss, uh, Hap going against the Orioles today? You, do, you, do you like Hap today? Well, yeah, you, you like Hap. I mean, uh, listen, the loss yesterday wasn't wasn't Paxton's fault. He only gave up two runs, and I think only one was earned. The Yankees had three errors yesterday. They were they were they were just poor. They basically uh, the looked at Baltimore and said, "Screw these guys. We can beat them drunk and whatever." And that's the way they played, kind of. Exactly. They were, sleep, they were sleepwalking, and you can't do that in professional sports. The Orioles suck, but they're still a team. They feel the team, and you know what? When you're playing the Yankees, that's a team you want to beat. Like there's, I think, a little more bounce in your step because this isn't the uh, Rays or Blue Jays or you know, it's the Yankees. And if you're Baltimore, you'd like to beat a good team like them. Yeah, I mean, the, the Yankees, just they didn't show up yesterday. Anyway, you look at it, they didn't show up today. I assume they come out today, and they're, they're not going one and two against Baltimore, right? I mean, so like your friend's thinking, uh, that, that this can't happen, right? Uh, uh, Bundy's going for Baltimore today. Bundy generally is good earlier in the year. It's just he tires as the season goes on here. That's his problem there. I think Hap will be fine, so I'm not too worried about it. Yankees defense, it is what it is. All right, Sanchez had a throwing error that led to a run. Voight made a throwing error that didn't lead to a run. And DJ LeMahieu also made an error, though, once again, you could say that that was Voight's fault. That ball bounced pretty far in front of him where he should have been able to handle it. Uh, but that's the problem with Voight. Right? He's, not a good, he's not a good defensive player. No, yes, the Yankees try to play it up. He worked on it all year long. He'll be better, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's a hitter. He's a DH. That's really what he is. And that's going to be the problem for the Yankees. Uh, Bird is a better defensive player. Not a great one, but he's better than what Voight is. And that's why today you see him in the lineup. Bird is in the lineup. He's playing first base. Voight is the DH. And for the Yankees today, uh, no Troy Tulowitzki in the lineup for the Yankees today. Hey. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I believe that's their best lineup in my mind. I know Tulu hit a home run yesterday, but their best lineup is Torres at short and uh, DJ LeMahieu at second base. LeMahieu was just a, LeMahieu is just a better player than Tulowitzki at this point in their careers, oh, and I there's no 100%. reason on God's green earth why Brett Gardner should be batting first. All right, yeah. I mean, when you bat Brett Gardner first, you have Gladys Torres, who's a much better hitter. Then Gardner batting eighth. DJ LeMay, who's batting ninth. That's a joke. Gardner should be batting ninth. It, just, it doesn't make any it's sense that point, he's George. batting ahead of that's, either that's one a, of these two. Well, it, really it's Boone now thinking himself. It's uh, George Kurtz, manager, manager of the Yankees, Colonel Kurtz. No, I like, I, honestly, what, what you just said, I like everything, your decisions a hundred times more. That's the thing. It's just one of those things, though, you know that too, George. It's kind of like uh, that guy who hangs on like Lukic in the NHL. It's kind of like you get the old veteran card. You know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, what a guy. He's been, he's been around for a while. And uh, you know what I mean? And, and they're thinking probably Baltimore too. It's like, yeah, we'll throw a Gardner first. You know, he, he's a good guy. He's been doing it for years. He gets kind of like the seniority slash, you know, uh, lifetime achievement. Achievement award kind of thing at first doesn't make much sense though. 
It doesn't. I mean, first of all, Gardner was picked. Uh, he was starting to be a fourth outfield. He's only playing really every day because Hicks uh, is hurt. And Gardner was batting ninth last year at half the time. It doesn't. And Boone was like this with Torres last year too. He batted him eighth early in the season before realizing, oh, this guy can hit. Better bat him fifth. So I don't know what Boone's thinking here with Gardner. Gardner is not the, the the veteran you have to pay deference to. This is not a guy. Oh my God, it's, it's Brett Gardner. Gardner, yeah, we can't embarrass him by batting him ninth. Bullshit. That's where he should be. <laughs> no, I like your I like your decisions there, George. You should uh, you should give Baboon a talking to. Say, hey, buddy, I, I think I know what's right for this team. You better uh, sit your ass down on the bench. Colonel Kurtz, he's got the answers, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Cam Stewart. We'll go through the board too. I love it, uh, George. Sundays, lots of early games. I'm looking at National League and American League Baseball. We have lots of 1 o'clock starts, so we'll talk a little DFS. We'll get the gambling lines, go through the board. The NHL, we have an early game at 1235. College basketball in the afternoon. Golf, a whole lot more. Stick around, everybody. It's the Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm Cam Stewart. He's George Kurtz back after a short break. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm Cam Stewart along with George Kurtz. Get you all the information you need before the baseball games, the hockey games, college basketball, ongoing golf right now. We're in the semifinals of the WGC. Just taking a look, Kuchar and Beauregard, Lucas Beauregard, the young Dane, very, very underrated guy who took out Tiger Woods yesterday. I had a little piece of that uh, there, George, putting some bets in before dinner with the family turned out to be very rewarding. So, uh, yeah, that steak dinner tasted a whole lot juicier after that win. Uh, we have that going on right now. And another good match, we have uh, Francisco Molinar, and Kevin Kisner all tied. So both semifinals right now all tied. I know a lot of the listeners have money on the Italian Molinari who tends to get it done. So we have golf going on right now. We got baseball going on. God, I love this time of the year. Sports galore, man. It's going to be great, George. I'm just uh, hopefully we get these baseball games in today. It's what we talked about, though. Hey, weatherman, knock, knock. Who's there? You're not. Stooge, hey, we're starting these games in cold weather cities and we're already uh, probably threatening uh, rain outs, cold outs, and a whole lot of other stuff uh, when we look up and down the schedule today unfortunate well i think we're gonna get all the games in i, I don't so. think we're gonna have any post i don't think we're gonna have any postponements today already mentioned that yes new york and washington could be a little wet to start the game but they're expected to play you're right about cold since well uh, since he got postponed yesterday yeah. that bet got voided yeah, so the, anyway it's all good the cold weather i can't help you with well if you bet it yesterday you should bet it today right same two yeah. pitchers right exactly. you know, trevor williams yeah. Exactly. All right, but 36 degrees in Cincy. 36 there, Cam, for the you Celsius lovers there. That's just a little, a little bit above uh, freezing zero. there. So yeah, it's going to yeah, be yeah. cold. Zero. Very cold. Going to be cold there. Uh, 37 in Minnesota. 
A little chilly there as well. 37 degrees in Minnesota and 41 in KC. So those are the three uh, sites where it's going to be a little little chilly to play. It's going to be a balmy 82 in Los Angeles if you at the Dodger game today. So that's the beautiful thing. Yeah, they got to open up uh, Arizona, L.A., all those spots. That would, that would be the first place I'd want to go when I start my season to Arizona or Los Angeles. But we talked about it yesterday too, uh, Georgia. We were right about the, the Cleveland-Minnesota game. Um, we talk about that Cleveland uh, roster. Very, very good pitching as we know, and Carrasco going today against, uh, oh, former, uh, we got Pineda going for Minnesota. Very interesting today, but yesterday we got uh, the under in that game because uh, they can't hit, and the pitchers were good. Uh, it looked like a low total that went down to seven and a half from eight, but uh, that game was a, what was it, one-one going into the ninth, so not a lot of offense uh, when, you, when you're looking at the, the Cleveland Indians right now, but man, they got great pitching, great DFS options, too. For pitching, they do. I mean, uh, Carrasco's going today too, so not unlikely to be a lot of runs scored in that game. I'll like the under again. I told you I like the under in that uh, Minnesota game yesterday. I like it again today. Uh, Pineda scares me a little bit because once again, like Darvish coming back with shoulder start, you don't know what you're going to get. You just don't know what you're going to get in his first start there. So that worries me a little bit. But the fact that it's cold weather and that Indians lineup is still gross. Last I checked, they hadn't, uh, Cleveland hadn't posted their lineup for today. I'm looking again, and they have now. And it's similar to yesterday. Leonis Martin, Jose Ramirez, Bauer, Santana, Handley Ramirez with a long home run yesterday. Greg Allen's in the lineup today. So speed there. Uh, Ploiecki, Brad Miller, Eric Stemetz. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I've never heard of Eric Stemetz. Stemetz? No, Stemetz. (laughs) Stemetz. Stemetz. Okay. Hey. Uh, I say today, today's Sunday, boys and girls. You're going to see a lot of players get a day off, including a lot of catchers. Right, catchers generally, it's like Sunday is there, uh, you know, thou shall not work on Sunday. So a lot of catchers get the day off, a lot of backups play here. Teams don't like playing their catchers uh, uh, every day a week, and they seem to all get Sunday off or a day game after a night game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's early in the season, but that stuff is uh, still going to happen. So, George, let's take a look at uh, the games we can go through uh, this segment and the next segment before for everyone betting and pl- playing a little bit of DFS. You want to make some money today. We'll take a look at the, the American League schedules. We mentioned the first game out of the gate Sunday. We got 105 start. Your, your Yankees, George. George Kurtz's Yankees against not not my Orioles, uh, the, the Baltimore Orioles, but hey, already a win under their belt. Yankees laying 320. Baltimore plus 260. We got uh, Baltimore on the run line. It's interesting. You know a team's a big favorite when you're getting plus one and a half, plus 135 for the underdog on the run line there. You still got to lay 60 cents with Happ and the Yankees, minus one and a half, 60 on the run. Total in this game, eight and a half. George, you're saying there might be a little bit of a delay, but we're going to get this one in. I like the Yankees there. Wish it was under 300. Uh, I think Happ will be able to get it done. But um, as usual, we're gonna. I got to practice what I preach, pass too much juice on New York, even though they should throttle these guys. Right. It's the same as yesterday. Nothing's changed. Yep. We both love the Yankees. We both like the over here. But you're right. The, the juice is too much here, so I'm passing as well. But it should be the Yankees in the over. Toronto. Getting it done for me yesterday after that start. Uh, actually getting some really nice uh, pitching out, out, outings the last couple of days. It's been uh, very, very stellar. Uh, good good uh, performance by Sanchez, and that's great news if you're a Blue Jay fan because he's a very good pitcher that kind of over time there. George, what do you think of Sanchez, George? Uh, just looking at, you know, the, the American League East, I, I, I believe in him. I think he's a good guy. It's unfortunately the team's going to have power outages for them. If he's on the Yankees, it'd be even better from a DFS daily betting perspective there. But this is a guy who has really good stuff and can be really good if he avoids injury. It's all about the blister. 
Stop getting the blisters. Stop getting the finger yep. injuries. The problems. That's what he's had. Uh, that's what he's had uh, problems with there. Other than that, the man can pitch. He can. I doubt he can pitch. If I'm if I'm a major league baseball team, I'm talking to the uh, Blue Jays. See if they want to move this guy. I'll take a chance that I we can we can figure out use pickle juice, whatever the hell they use to uh, <laughs> make the calluses harder. There is that what they do? I'm not kidding. That's what. That some people believe in that, yeah. I guess, well, I guess so, the rind and pickle juice makes makes right. houses harder. I don't know. <laughs> That's great. I, I Listen, don't think that, did they do for batters? Didn't they used to like piss on their hands? Like they use your. Oh, I was like, just gonna I, say I, that. I, damn it, Moises Alou. I don't steal your. Moises Alou used to say he he used to pee on his hands. If you pee on your hands, it, apparently it makes your skin harder. Yeah. How does anyone know this? Yeah. All right, how do you find this out? Hi, hi, I'm uh, hi. I'm just gonna go uh, to the bathroom there, and instead of pissing on the bowl, I think I'm just gonna yeah. I'm, or, I, what, what, oh. So what do they do? Well, so that's basically. So the thing is, you can't just leave your hands out there because it'd spray all over the uh, all over the bathroom, and you don't want to clean up urine uh, all over the walls and stuff. So oh, I guess you know what they basically do, George? They it's in do, a bucket. Yeah, yeah. I, I, oh. I, I gotta believe they piss in a, like a mason jar or a bucket, and then dip, dip, dip. Like you know what I mean? Dip, 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 dip. But, uh, oh, here, here's the next question. How long do you have to leave the urine on your hands for before you can that's, wash your hands? That's another point. I, I think for the urine to take full effect, it can't just be like an in and outer. I think you c- kind of like a pedicure or, uh, you know, after a long day. What is this, palm olive? I, mean, I, I know, yeah, you got to soak it. Madge, palm uh, olive. <laughs> you know, I'm not, as, I'm not as hungry now. And I'm not shaking anybody's hand anymore for the rest of my life. I think I'm done with that. Yeah, you got me. You got me thinking, George. All I did, I just went over there to make a coffee. I just, all I thought the whole time, I was just thinking about your chicken cutlets. There, I'm like, oh God, I wish I'd instead of the crap I got in my fridge, I wish I had one of Kurtz's chicken cutlets. But I gotta, I gotta believe though, if you're pissing on your hands, I get that's the thing. It's not gonna absorb or get harder. And I think you gotta. I'm thinking uh, a minimum twenty minutes. Uh, probably maybe an hour. I, I don't know. Well, I guess you'd have to. Seriously, I guess you'd have to do some scientific research here to find out how long it takes to absorb. I mean, but I mean, that's that's. As I said Moises Alou was the first I ever heard of that. I don't know, 20 years yeah. ago, that he used to uh, pee on his hands, and that used to get his hands harder. It's like, oh, okay. I don't. I don't know if I need my hands to be that hard. Uh, but that's like, really, you're peeing on your hands. But that's the thing that no one ever asks. It, it's not just peeing on your hands. You actually got to soak the damn things. Yeah, in them. no, you can't piss on your hands. You it's have not to absorb. It's not going to absorb. You just if you. Pee- and like in your hand, dip it. Nothing's going to happen. You need to do it over time, and I think you have to do it a lot. It's kind of like it, basically it's what I said. It's like a, a woman going to like the manicure pedicure shop, like you know what I mean, or a construction worker. My buddy used to tell me when you're you know you get Epsom salts, like after a day when you get cracks in your feet, you got to put that stuff in a bucket with hot water and you soak them, and you soak them for like thirty minutes, forty minutes. Can't do it for like just piss on your hands and think they're going to get hard. But anyway, me and you aren't in the major leagues. We're not going to do the study, and no one's paying us to do the study. So I think we'll pass on the your, your right now, hand. My car, right now, Mike Cardano's no, at his desk. No, 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 no. He's actually sitting there going, you know what? That's good information. No. You know, baseball, they, no. these guys used to do this stuff. You don't think so? He's saying talk hockey? <laughs> <laughs> he's not saying talk hockey. All right, I'll, he's not saying say that. But right now, he, he, you know, he's leaned over his desk. He's got his hand on his forehead, going, "Oh my God, they're talking about peeing on hands." It's, really? a, it's an old hey hey. It's an old old baseball trick. I think it's uh, a worthy discussion there, Kurtz. Anyway, uh, but oh, yeah, listen, I'm not making this up. All right? oh, I know this is going. true. This is of course it's true. It's true stuff. 
It's very true. But yeah, peeing on, peeing on hands and keeping them. How could you soak your hands? I mean, oh, I, I couldn't do that. Yeah, I, I really couldn't do that. After, yeah, basically, we'll get off this topic like right now. But uh, yeah, and after you do that, you're, you're right. Then you have to do another soaked with like heavy cleansers, like a like a strong bar of soap, palm oil, or something else to get the urine like thing off your hand too. Yeah, I don't know. Most of the, the smell the more, off the, your the, hand. Yeah, yeah, the more we're talking about this, the more the guy's a freak. I, I, I think we can find other liquids to uh, solidify things. But I digress. Right. There's got to be something like, else yeah, yeah, yeah. you can use. Yeah, he's telling you, he's going to send me an instant message. Shut your hole. Next game. Okay. Detroit Tigers, we got more. Moops. Moops. It's Moors, you idiot. Detroit, we got more. The lefty going up against Thornburg. Blue Jays, uh, so far, so good uh, after the opener, laying 60 cents. I don't want to lay the 60 cents with Thornburg tonight against uh, Moore. Kind of actually looking at the Tigers today in this game. I think if you're a dog better, getting 35, 40 cents with the Tigers against uh, Thornburg might be worth a look, but Detroit's a bad baseball team. But that's something I, I would definitely look at the Jays shouldn't be laying 60 with Thornburg. I 100% agree with you. How are they laying? I got 60, 65 actually on mine, uh, but there's no crazy. way. There's crazy. no way. Trust me, uh, Detroit's a good place. I, I'm, I'm not touching I this game. I live in Toronto, but that's what we do for the listeners. Like we're not going to sugarcoat it or ever. Like the Jays, if you win this game, good for you. It's just not a good bet. Laying 60, 65 cents with Thornburg is not smart. Uh, Detroit is the play here today, but I'm gonna, you know, right now I'm kind of just gonna stay away, and I don't like to bet against teams that I want to win. But um, Detroit, if you're if you have no affiliation or allegiance to the Blue Jays club, I would say give Detroit a long, hard look today, Kurtz. Total nine. Agreed. I mean, if I, if I was forced to, I'd go Detroit as well, but I'm not I'm not touching this game, neither that or the over-under, which the over-under is at nine for this game. Yeah. It's really runs to be scored. I think, I think this is the highest over-under on the board today. It is, this game. It is. So at least on the side I'm looking at. So, uh, But I, I won't be touching this game. Next game, uh, Wade Miley, Mr. Miley for the Astros and Chirinos for Tampa Bay. Straight pick them, 10 cents either way. If you like the run line, uh, minus one and a half for Houston, plus 145 Tampa Bay, plus one and a half, minus 70, over under eight flat, 10 cents of juice either side. This game's basically, it's kind of like a pick them all over the board there uh, on the total and on the side there. Houston and Tampa. What do you think about this one there, George? Another game I won't be touching. I'm curious to see what Miley does. Uh, I don't trust Miley. I really I don't. Like, I, so I was actually looking, right at, Tampa. Now, was looking at Tampa Bay. I was looking at Tampa Bay with Chirinos. Like, I know Miley had a couple of good innings, but we know Wade Miley. He's not a very good pitcher. You know, he's learning how to pitch, but he's a guy. He, 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 he in, in past, George, he's been flammable. He's a he's gas can alert there. He could blow up at any time. Right. If he's not perfect, he's going to get hit. He's going to get hit hard. So uh, I, I can't trust him. So I would look at Tampa as well here. But Houston's the better team. Uh, it's a game. Once it gets game, uh, I'm not going to touch. I just uh, I'll pass on it and move on to the next. Oh, the next one, two ten Eastern. What we talked about before the uh, we hit hit the under yesterday with Cleveland and Minnesota. Back again, Carrasco, good pitcher. Carrasco, ten cents and uh, Pineda. George talked about Pineda and uh, off uh, the shoulder problem there. What we got uh, ten cents either way and uh, a very low total. These guys aren't stupid. Seven. Uh, we got the under yesterday. Seven. If you like the run line, Cleveland minus one and a half to plus one fifty five. Minnesota plus one and a half, laying eighty five cents. If you want to run and a half for security, what do you? think there george i, I want to kind of take a shot with minnesota there but i'm not going to do it i carrasco's good you're right too many question marks with pineda tough game i mean the over under at seven man that's low i, I probably can't go that either that's think it's too low for me because i think pineda could he could have problems with command but people on base i know it's cold there so the ball's not going to travel but still i think there could be issues here 
Oh, man, I'm, I'm disappointed. I was hoping seven and a half, maybe even get lucky with eight here, but seven's probably the right number here. It'll keep me away from the over-under. I like Cleveland in the game. You know, Minnesota has a very good offense. So for people in fantasy, don't judge the Twins' offense by this three-game series. Unfortunately, exactly. they went up against Kluver, Bauer, and Carrasco. It's not fair. It's just not fair. That offense will get untracked as soon as the uh, they get away from Cleveland here, and especially if the weather gets warmer there. So... Uh, it's another. I really want to take Cleveland. I really want to take the under, but the uh, I might still put a little, a little on Cleveland. I won't be taking the over under though. I just seven's just too low a number. It's low. Next game, a guy that we're waiting for to get better. He's shown signs of it, signs to get rocked, and signs of pitching well. Giolito for the White Sox going up against Lopez of Kansas City. Kansas City small, small, slight favorite at fifteen cents, minus one fifteen. Chicago minus one hundred five. Total eight in this game. Uh, uh, run line: Chicago plus one and a half, minus two hundred. Kansas City minus one and a half to plus one seventy. I'm looking at Giolito long and hard. I believe this guy will eventually be a good pitcher. And uh, I don't know. I just uh, that's I'm kind of sniffing with the White Sox right now. I haven't pulled the trigger, George. What do you think? Yeah, Gilito's the guy who went acquired from the uh, Washington Nationals. Uh, apparently, the Nationals had changed his, uh, his mechanics, and the, uh, the White Sox wanted him to go back to the way he was throwing. Because when he was throwing harder, da 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 da. The reason why the Nationals changed his mechanics is that uh, they believed it was going to lead to injury. You know, which with so many pitches is so true. But then again, if it was always going to be true, Chris Sale would have had a shoulder. Uh, you know pretty much <laughs> living in a hospital a long time ago, the way he throws the ball. True. You, just, you, you never really know bottom uh, line is here. And this is another game, by the way, you and I say this every time we do a show. This is why you shot around, as I have an over-under of eight and a half. So if you're, you're looking to get that, you can get a, an extra half there. So uh, always shop around. You can always get, uh, you, can, you can find a half generally in a lot of sites there. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to trust this game. And it's another game. I'm not. I'm just not feeling it. Not feeling it at all. I, I want to see what Giolito can do. Theoretically, he should pitch well against the Royals. Royals don't have a lot, any really boppers in the lineup. It's going to be cold there again. But the Royals will run. If those Jackrabbits, Merrifield, Mondesi, Hamilton, they get on base, yeah. they're going to run. Yeah, and that's bad news. Excellent call. Like Kansas City, if they don't get on base, we look at Chicago. But if the Royals get on, they can manufacture some runs with some speed. Uh, we got oh yeah, Bosch ba- Skaggs. We got Tyler Skaggs going for the for the Angels today against uh, Montas for Oakland. Oakland minus one fifteen in this game. Over under eight and a half. Oakland minus one and a half plus sixty five. Angels plus one and a half one ninety five. What do you got for me, George? What do you think about Skaggs and Montas? Actually picked off, uh, picked up, picked off, picked up Montas in a deep league, the eighteen team yeah. league. I picked him up to start here, see what happens here. A guy who has some upside here, some uh, that maybe he can uh, put something together here. I think this is going to be some runs going to be scored in this game. Uh, Angels haven't quite hit their stride yet. No, no, Justin Upton that hurts that lineup. Pujols getting awfully old there. Calhoun and Trout are doing their jobs, but uh, I think the Angels are going to earn for a long season here. I, I think runs are going to be uh, coming in this game, uh, but uh, not enough. I'm not touching the game itself. But the over-under, I could be talked into putting some money on the over. Yeah, I was actually kind of looking at the over, too, in that game. And uh, final, uh, American League uh, 410, we got Red Sox, Porcello, Porcello laying 45 cents against Wade LeBlanc of the Mariners. Uh, Red Sox uh, pretty lucky so far earlier on in the season. They could be in worse shape. What do you think, George? Total eight and a half. Sox could easily be 0-3. Mariners are beating up on that pitcher. They beat up on Sale, beat up on Eduardo Rodriguez, beat up on Eovaldi. I think they beat up on Marcelo today, too. So I like the over in this game. I'll take the over of the 8. As far as the game itself, I think that's all the Red Sox win here, but I'm not laying the 45 cents. Give me the over, though. 
Yeah, the Mariners have been raking. It's actually kind of crazy. Uh, got to hand it to those guys. They were raking in Tokyo. They're raking at home. Uh, good early start for the Seattle Mariners with the bets. With the bats, I'm Cam Stewart. He's George Kurtz. We'll go through the rest of the baseball board and all the other sports. We've got early hockey and a whole lot more. It's the Weekend Fantasy Update. Stick around, everybody.